All right. <clears throat> Sorry for the delay, everyone. I'm back. Um, I had to work on my car because uh, the uh, differential started leaking gear oil. So that was fun. But So I fixed that, and uh, now I'm back. I got my free time back, and I am going to roll into what I promised everybody, which was the NFC North predictions. Again, guys, bear with me with these. I understand that it's hard to make assessments of these teams considering that we don't know about injuries that will happen because injuries always happen and we will just go from there but this is as they stand after the draft going into the offseason about to start um the uh, training camp is just right around the corner for everybody so within the next four weeks we'll see these teams head to training camp and we'll see how everything shakes out so if you're not familiar with the NFC North, that would be the Detroit Lions, the Minnesota Vikings, the Green Bay Packers, and the Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears. So they play this year, they play the NFC East and the AFC West. So if you're not familiar with those teams, that would be the Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, Eagles, and then the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Every team in the division will play those teams, plus they will play each other twice. So every, just like every other way it works in the league. And then each team also gets two interconference games versus two different um, <clears throat> NFC divisions. So I'll explain those individual matchups as I go through each team. Again, just like I did for the AFC North. We're going to start from the bottom, work our way to the top. I'm going to explain why I think they'll be there, what I can what I can foresee them doing in the future. This division was extremely hard. There's a lot of potential here. Um, you have two teams that are just on the cusp, I feel like, almost, of being really good, and then you have two teams that I think are shaping up to be the contenders in this division. And it should be interesting because actually we kick off the season with two of these uh, teams playing, and I'll get into that as we go. So starting from my, I think the bottom of the division will be, and, and Vegas as well, so I'm throwing in like Vegas odds as well. Vegas and myself both believe that the Lions will be in last place in this division. Now, Lions fans, I apologize. I'm not trying to criticize you, but you have a second-year head coach in Matt Patricia, and he's acquiring guys that he wants. He got... Two guys from the Patriots and Dami Amendola and, Tra and uh, Trey Flowers. He brought them over. He's trying to establish a culture, okay? This doesn't happen overnight, especially in a culture such as the Lions where you guys have struggled as of recently. Um, some new information that was uh, has come to light in the last few weeks was that uh, quarterback uh, Matt Stafford had a couple small fractures in his back but he played through it all last season. So that is a question mark. I will say hopefully he comes back at 100% because I do believe that Matt Stafford is, I would say, probably in just most talented quarterback. He's easily top five most talented quarterback in the league. The arm talent is there. He probably throws one of the best deep balls in football. And he's a really good guy. I feel like a good leader on and off the team. And he can certainly chug a beer. If you guys did not see that video of when Aaron Rodgers was 
at the Bucks game, and then his lineman chugged two beers at a time. Rodgers chugged one beer that was in like a sippy cup, basically. And then uh, Matt Stafford was watching the same game at a bar, and he chugged like a 22-ounce draft, like, boom, housed it in like literally two seconds. So if you did not see that video, go enlighten yourselves about how much of a the frattiest man alive Matt Stafford is. But I will say I think he's a great quarterback. They went out and they got um, TJ Hawkerson uh, from Iowa in the first round. And I think coming out, that was like one of those guys that I was like, man, this, this is a guy – who is going to make an immediate impact where whoever, like wherever he goes, he was just that good and that talented coming out best all around tight end. He's got that like Gronk body, um, similar to like the, like the Kittles or, you know, all those guys. He just, he just can block and he's a huge red zone threat. He had great hands. So I look for them to establish that, um, early and often in the red zone with TJ Hawkinson. I think they're going to add him and sprinkle him in and give him a, better deciding role. They got a few offensive uh, pieces as well. Um, nothing major, mostly offensive line stuff, just to try to keep Matt Stafford healthy. So their two uh, conference opponents this year are the Cardinals and the Buccaneers. So they do have a last place schedule because of last year. So they get those two last place teams, the Cards and the Bucks. I see them beating both those teams. So that being said, I looked around their schedule, who they have to play all, multiple times, so on and so on. I believe this is, you're looking at a Lions team that's going to make a step forward from last year. They're going to be around a seven, seven and nine, eight and eight team this year. I think that's a good step in the direction. They're trying to establish a winning culture over there. And Patricia is bringing over people that he knows can help him establish that culture on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. So I think you're going to see a better uh, Lions team this year, but it just depends on everything that transpires in the health of the team. But their defense is solid, and they've got some solid pieces on the offense. Uh, they need some more weapons for Stafford. I think that it's lacking a little bit. Um, but TJ Hawkinson is a great weapon for Stafford. I just wanted more better like outside threat. So I think they're like one draft away from being really, really prolific team, maybe one or two drafts away. But uh, look for them to be bottom of the division. But this division is going to be really good, okay? This division, like I said, if the worst team in the division goes 7-9, and nine, this is a solid squad. But this is barring no injuries. Okay, moving on to the number two spot is the Vikings. So the Vikings uh, were in desperate need of offensive line help. Um, Kirk Cousins got absolutely annihilated last year just by – he was forced to throw the ball early. And Cousins is the type of guy who needs time to throw the football. He doesn't have the quickest release, but he's accurate enough and he's a decent enough quarterback to win you games in this league. Okay, we just saw two years ago he was able to take that Vikings team who okay the defense really did carry them because their defense was stellar two seasons ago but he was able to help them win a playoff game when it came down to a fluky miracle the minnesota miracle play where you know where stefan Diggs catches that pass and goes down the sidelines because uh that guy from the saints whiffs and i think the saints got robbed they really should have won that game but again you see this you're looking at it and you're saying okay i I think this will be a better team than they were last year just because they were so injury-plagued on defense. 
and they got an offensive lineman they desperately needed um, in the draft in the first round, and they just went strictly strictly trying to build their weakest positions up. They already have two great wide receivers in Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. They have um, a decent running game. They just need offensive line help, and their defense is solid if everyone can stay healthy. I think this team can try to sneak in to a wild card spot potentially, but they will be third in this division. I think there's a possibility where you could see this division. I mean, the NFC is so tough. I mean, honestly, but this division could be sneaky and you could get potentially more than one playoff team out of this division. So this is where it gets really hard for me. Vegas had the Vikings as third in this division, but this is all comes down to one person, one person only. And that's Kirk cousins. He has to be the guy. He has to help you win games. And I, and that's why I leave them here at third. I just don't know because again, I'm going off my like Holy Trinity, right. Of ownership coaching and, uh, the quarterback play. Kirk cousins is shaky enough where he could have a bad game. If he's hurried, Matt Stafford is the better quarterback, but I just think they're lacking too many pieces on the offensive side to be talented. The Vikings are loaded on offense besides offensive line. They have every great position already there. I mean, Adam Thielen set the record for like most 100 yard, um, you know, receiving games like in the league or whatever was at last year, two years ago. Either way, they have great, they have great personnel on both sides of the ball and their defense is great. I see this continuing. I see this trend continuing if their defense can help them win games and Kirk Cousins can manage the game they can be a decent team maybe a 10 win team but again it's all up to Kurt Kurt Cousins has to be great and so for their conference opponents I'm sorry I skipped over that but that was the Seahawks and the Falcons so those are both tough teams for them so which is why I kind of see them in that same kind of realm of like maybe a 9 and 17 maybe a 10 and uh a 10 and 16, it's going to be a struggle for them, I think, because the Seahawks and the Falcons are going to, Falcons are going to be definitely better than they were last year. The Falcons were the most injured team in the league last year. They were so injured on defense, and their offense is always great when you have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. So I don't, I don't think they're going to be any bet, any worse. I think the Seahawks are going to be great. Uh, so I see those two games as tough games for them. Again, I'm saying they're going to be around a nine to 10 win team, which is respectable. This division is extremely tough. Okay. So they have to play each other twice and they're all going to be great games. I don't see anybody getting beat up maybe besides the lions, but just because their defense isn't as tough as some of these other squads, but that's where I have the Vikings as third in the division. Again, that's what Vegas has them in as well, because the reason Vegas has them at third is because tied for first with the same exact, um, Basically, plus 180 is this is the uh, point score for both the Bears and the Packers to win the division. So that's why I have them at third, and I'm I'm going with uh, Vegas's opinion on that. So moving down to uh, who I think ultimately will play second, excuse me, who will play second in this division is the Bears. So the bears had a great season last year. Other than that disappointing loss in the playoffs off a missed field goal, which uh, hopefully they figured out that kicking battle. Cause as of a few weeks ago, I heard it still wasn't figured out. 
So I look for them to have a good season, but their schedule is definitely a lot harder than what they had the previous year. So obviously, like everybody else in this division, they got to play the Packers twice. They got to play the Vikings twice. They got to play the Lions twice. And then they have to go and play all those other divisions and teams. And then on top of that, their interconference opponents that are you know just for them are the Rams and the Saints. That's a really tough draw. Okay, the Rams are not going away, and the Saints are probably going to be as prolific as they possibly can be coming off that devastating loss in the NFC Championship. So they have the they have to face the two NFC cha- uh, the, the two NFC teams that made it to the NFC Championship last year. That's a horribly tough schedule. Um, I that's why I have them as second here. I just don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's a really good quarterback, but I think he needs better pieces around him. And I just don't trust him in the scenario where you have to go head to head versus Drew Brees, Jared Goff, Pat Mahomes, uh, Philip Rivers, um, and even uh, Dak Prescott. I, I think. Prescott could be just a little more seasoned than he is. And uh, definitely Carson Wentz. I think he's a better quarterback than, um, I think as at the current moment, he's a better quarterback than Trubisky. So they have a lot of tough games. Uh, I I just don't see it really working out. I think they're going to be a good team. I think this is kind of, if I was going to bet this, I would bet the Vikings um, would actually place, if you could bet that the Bears if, like, like I said about the last, um, the NFC North, right? If you could short the bet that the that the Saints win the division, or the Bear, I'm sorry. If you could short the bet that the Bears win the division, I would short that bet because I don't see plus 180 why, like, tied with the Packers that they win this division. I think their schedule is, is too grueling. I don't think they made enough moves to really be that prolific, or I think they'll be maybe as good, probably a step back from what they were last year. I think Coach Nagy did a very good job, but I just don't see how they can come back with how grueling their schedule is this year and the amount of great teams they play. Drawing the Rams and the Saints really is is crappy. I don't see them beating any of those two teams. Again, it's anything's plausible, but looking at it right now, you know, with with a full deck and everything, I just can't see how they get past those two teams. And honestly, winning those in conference games is huge. You need to win those in conference games. And you need to win your head-to-head matchups. The Bears have a tough schedule. They draw the the Packers on Thursday night, first game of the season. So they're going to see if they're for real or for not, uh, or not. So uh, again, that's what I think. I think the smart bet would not be to take the Bears to win the division, and the smarter bet would be to take the Packers. So moving on to the Packers, Packers have a new head coach in Matt Lafleur. Okay, he's the former offensive coordinator at Tennessee. This division is crazy because there's so many storylines. Okay. It's it's almost bizarre to see like the inner conflict between Rodgers and the coaching staff. We already know Rodgers did not like Mark McCarthy. He didn't like him. They didn't like the play calling. He didn't like what he did. He hated that he never gave him offensive weapons in the draft, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so Matt LaFleur comes in, and immediately in the media, there's already reports of some diff- disagreements between him and Rodgers and how they want to run the offense. Because back in Tennessee... Matt LaFleur almost called all the plays of the line of scrimmage for everybody, and he was also dealing with Marcus Mariota, so that's a completely different freaking story. But he called all the plays pretty much 
because the headset's active up until 15 seconds and then it goes dead. So he would call the plays and there'd be a lot of check with me's and things that could be called inside those 15 seconds to change the play. Aaron Rodgers likes to run the offense. He's been reading defenses for 11 seasons. He's pretty good at it. So apparently there's a big head-to-head conflict right now about how Matt LaFleur doesn't want to change the way he runs the offense, uh, i.e. calling plays, and Rodgers wants him to be able to have the freedom to do whatever he wants. If I'm Matt LaFleur, I keep my hands away from what Rodgers wants to do, okay? He's a multi-hundred million dollar quarterback. He's a multiple MVP of the league. Let him run the offense, okay? Because eventually, when it comes down to it, LaFleur, if it, if it, if the franchise has to choose between you and Rodgers, they're going to take Rodgers every single freaking time. So what you should do is let the best player on your team control the offense. That's my soapbox. I'm jumping off of it. But I think it's interesting. You could see this either imploding or he gives more of the rain control to Rodgers. Hopefully they figure it out. But the uh, Packers made some moves of free agency. Uh, they signed some relatively big names to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they got uh, they got Zedarius uh, Smith from the uh, Zedarius Smith from Baltimore, and then they got um, the safety from uh, Chicago. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, oh, Amos. Amos. I can't think of his, but Amos. I can't think of his, that's his first name or his last name, but either way, they got him from the Bears. And uh, then they got, uh, I think, one of my favorite picks in the draft at all, of, of every team was Darnell Savage Jr. at free safety. I uh, love that kid coming out of Maryland. He was super fast. He plays like a traditional free safety, like single look almost. You could have him play that center field position because he has that hips, like the hip uh, spin and the amount of speed. He, he ran like a four three eight or something. And he's so he's fast. He can cover a lot of ground, and I think it's going to be a good traditional look. They can try to maybe kind of creep a strong safety up towards the box, maybe play him against tight ends. I think that helps in their favor. I think as long as you have a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I don't see how you cannot put this team as being one of those teams that can go out there and win this division. Their interconference opponents are the Niners and the Panthers. Both of those teams I don't think we're going to be anywhere as good as the Rams and the Saints, so I give that head-to-head on that two-win advantage against the Packers, and the Packers open up against the Bears in primetime. Again, that could put them at a 3-0 advantage just on those three games alone, and that could really push them to win this division. Again, this is going to be a tough division. There's a lot of great teams that all these people play, but again, I think you're going to really see in this division how much the conference wins are going to affect the overall divisional scheme. And I think, again, going back to my holy trinity of ownership, coaching, quarterback, Two out of the three for the Packers. Ownership is one of the best in the league. They're always contending for playoffs, and they're they're and it's it's just a historic franchise or a stoic franchise, excuse me. And for the quarterback play, they have the best quarterback in the division right now, and he's getting paid like it. So as long as I think Rodgers stays healthy, uh, I I see this team going as far as Rodgers takes them. So. I have them at first. I think that's the safest bet. I think this team's going to be like an 11 and 5 team, somewhere in that range, maybe a 12 and 4. This is going to be 
um, a tough division again, and every win's going to matter for all these teams to fight for this division. The like I said, the three teams that could contend are the Vikings, Bears, and Packers. But I will trust that the I would trust my money bet on the Packers at this point as long as they stay healthy. Um, and and that's that's pretty much what what I think about this division. Uh, again, I think this this division's going to be one of the most interesting storylines to watch. There's just a lot of of things that go on. They they all play like these two. Both these divisions, the NFC East and the AFC West, are full of great teams. Well, the West more than the NFC East. Uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think, will be pretty good. I see the Giants and the Redskins taking a step back. Uh, the Chiefs and Chargers and Broncos are all pretty pretty great. I think the Chiefs and Chargers are a tier above the Broncos, but I don't see the Broncos being a losing team this year. I think they'll be middle of the pack. And the Raiders, I think, are, are kind of going to be a cakewalk for all these teams just based on what I think the Raiders will do. But anyway, <clears throat> that's pretty much going to do it on the NFC North. Again, I'd love to hear your guys' feedback on what you think. Uh, if, you're a, any, if you're a fan of any four of these teams and you think that I misrepresented you, please let me know what you think. I want to hear from the people that listen to this program. Uh, if you want me to talk about a certain thing, I know I've got a few requests to do uh, the NBA draft with uh, just I'm not a big NBA guy, but uh, more of like the free agency stuff with uh, the whole Lakers fiasco where they gave up three first rounders and like their entire squad for uh, Anthony Davis. I think this is like interesting. I want to do more on that. Um, not in this episode, of course, but later down the road. Um, hopefully, maybe after the draft, because the big names, we'll just kind of see where they go. I'm not an NBA analyst or an NBA guy. My bread and butter is what I was talking about in these last two programs, which is the NFL. I study the statistics. I have plenty of hot takes to give about it. But like I said, if you want me to try to go and talk about something and try to educate you guys on something you might not know, I'll do my very best to look over it and give you what I think will happen. Again, you can't. I wouldn't really take that to the bank because I'm not an NBA guy. But I will try my best if that's what you want to listen to. So again, I just want to thank everybody who's been listening thus far. I'm almost at 250 total listens of all my episodes that I made, and this will be the 27th episode. Again, please follow me on my Instagram Instagram page at the Rant with Eli, and you can email me at my email at the Rant Eli at gmail.com. Uh, please let me know what you want me to do. If you have comments or questions, or you want to tell me I'm terrible, or you want to tell me I'm amazing, I'll take any feedback at all. Again, this is just a growing thing. I'm trying to make it uh, as good as possible. So everybody's feedback on any topic is acceptable. Uh, so hopefully I'll try to do one more episode or maybe a few episodes tomorrow if I got some more free time. Again, I apologize. I was trying to do like at least three or four this week, but I had some crazy stuff come up. So again, follow me on the Instagram page at the rant, um, at the rant with Eli. And then you can email me at therantelie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. Please continue to share this with uh, anyone who you think would be interested, and I will continue to put out content. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you when I see you.